0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Real and Raw podcast with myself, Helen Derbyshire. If you are new here, hello, welcome. I am the founder of Real and Raw, which is my life coaching business, but it also includes an online community with so much free content from blogs to newsletters to workshops and a newly launched book club. The first session of the virtual book club takes place at the end of this month and I am so excited, guys. I love reading so, so much. But the January virtual sessions are full, however, If you go to the Facebook group, you will be able to participate there and answer the questions and have a discussion amongst the others who are either unable to make the virtual session or it was full when they wanted to sign up. They're on the waiting list or simply maybe they don't have the time to attend the sessions. If that sounds like you, you can get the link to the group in the show notes and I would love to see you there. You'll be entered onto a waiting list if you would love to join into the virtual sessions and anytime a space becomes available, you will be notified so, if you're not familiar with who I am, as I said, my name is Helen Derbyshire. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a first-time mum, I'm a life coach, a multiple business owner, and a health and wellness enthusiast. I have been in the health and wellness space for about 10 years now, and I have coached thousands of women during that time. I'm really, really passionate about self-development and helping others become healthier and happier and live a more peaceful life. And as I just mentioned, I am a multiple business owner and my main business is in the digital marketing space. So a lot of that isn't mentioned on my online platforms, but that is kind of what I end up getting myself really, really busy with Monday to Friday. And then Real and Raw and my other business, Elevate, are two of my passion projects that I obviously still focus on with the same amount of energy as the other business. Um, But one is to purely uh, help people with their mindset. The other is to help people with their lifestyle and their health. And then my marketing business is, uh, well it says, uh, is exactly what it says, a marketing business. Uh, I have had my marketing business for around four years now, Uh, coming up to four years. Sorry, it's about three and a half and it is based here in London and Reel & Rye is about 18 months old and Elevate is around seven months old. But I had another business before that and some of you may be familiar with it. It's called uh, Face & Fit and I rebranded that business and changed that business over to Elevate, I just felt like um, it no longer aligned with who I was and the brand messaging and Elevate is all about uh, sustainability and living a healthy lifestyle. Um, So that's kind of me in a nutshell, my business background. I, um, I live in London. I am originally from Manchester for those who do not know me. And for those who do know me, you will probably know all this already. Anyway, like I said, if you are new here, welcome. I'm so, so happy to have you here. It means so much when I get new listeners and that you're able to listen to my content and hopefully enjoy it. And if you do, please do share this with a colleague, a friend, a family member, whoever. On this podcast, you can expect to hear real and raw topics. But I've been doing a lot of reflection, especially the last three months of 2021. And I kind of started to feel like I was overthinking this whole process of podcast recording. I was doing so much research generating feedback and things like that and then curating the episode based on that but what you realize is I have such a diverse range of people that follow me. What, uh, one topic may resonate with one person and not the next but then I was just so trying to please my audience and really give you guys the value that I kind of felt that I'd lost my own kind of twist on things a little a little bit. I felt that I was creating these podcasts based around the topics that I felt were and would would be listened to, you know, more rather than just kind of jumping on the, jumping on my microphone like I used to back in the day. I used to grab it out of the cupboard and sit there and go, okay, what's the topic of today? Okay, we're going to talk about self-love or, you know, etc, etc. So you will probably notice actually, there's a lot more rawness in those first episodes and then towards the end of 2021, those last say, I'm not even going to say the last few episodes, but there's a few episodes within the year that kind of, I felt like wasn't, maybe you guys wouldn't even notice, but I wouldn't. I'm really, really hard on myself, but I do that because I want it to be the best. Um, but me, myself and my partner just sat down and we was like, look, like, what do you love to do? And I was like, I love to just share these topics and discuss them. And he said, just go and do that then. Don't overthink it. And, you know, wanting it to be something, you know, different, just go and be you and be real and raw. That's why you called it that. So that's what I'm doing today. And my last episode was lessons I've learned about self-love and that had such an amazing response. And that was one that I was kind of like worried about because I literally just sat there and was like really honest, really open and really raw. And I was kind of a bit like, oh, did I say too much? And worried. And the feedback, like I said, was just phenomenal. So... I'm just going to be myself, be real, be raw, not worry about <laughs> offending anybody. And if I do, I apologize. But yeah, I'm just going to be me and kind of just talk to you like I'm your maybe, I don't know, just like a friend, an older sister, whatever. We're just going to flow with it. So a little bit of a recap for me. Um, Like I said, I've been doing that reflection work. I've been... Crazy busy last year launching my new business Elevate, well my newest business Elevate from say the summer, I was really, really busy from January onwards getting that ready and then launched in the summer and then just been insanely busy from the summer onwards until the end of the year, you know, managing that, growing that. Strategic partnerships, um, new leads, prospects, etc. etc. But now my focus is shifting. I've got both of my, you know, real and raw and elevate to a position I'm really, really happy with. And now my focus is going back to my digital marketing agency, which is called Connect Four. I don't speak about it too much online, um, and that is purely because. My business has kind of like zero relevancy to my social media platform. I don't sell any services for uh, my digital marketing agency through my personal social. So I just like to keep that separate because I do like to keep some areas of my life just a little bit, you know, quieter and on the down low. And, you know, I'm focusing a lot more on that now. So I just did some... um, goal setting at the end of the year and kind of what I want to achieve and how I, you know, I only have X amount of hours in a week, as we all do, and I need to analyze and work out how I'm best going to spend that time. So... There's a big shift with my with my work um, and I'm, I'm putting more energy and focus into scaling my business and I'm looking, my long-term goals are um, Chris, I and Belle will most likely move out of the UK within the next five years. So I'm looking to really, really strengthen my foundations here in London. Uh, so when I move, everything is fully functioning and then I can work on expanding it in the area that we choose to move to. So those are kind of like my big kind of like career goals. Um and then at the end of last year, Chris and I, over Christmas, we just really took some time to just wind down. Uh, you know, we both have been I don't I I do get burnt out, but not like I used to. I get burnt out through the week and life is just really, really busy and I do need that kind of downtime over Christmas where I sign out of all social media sign up my emails, um, for a good two to three weeks, and then I come back all refreshed, so that's what we did, we did a really nice staycation, which, guys, like, that is my new favourite thing, because for us, we, we did a few, like, um, trips, like, around the UK, and things like, well, I say a few, we went to the Lake Districts and stayed in a log cabin, guys, that was the most stressful thing I've ever done, That's a lie. Not the most stressful thing I've ever done. It was very stressful though. Um, It took us so long to get there. And then by the time I'm coming back and then I had to get on the train with Belle and things, I felt like I needed another holiday, another vacation. So... For us, staycations are really, really nice because we literally have to go 20 minutes over to, you know, where the hotel is, for example, and then my mum generally stays overnight and then we come back and we're so refreshed just from one night away out of our routine, go for a really nice dinner, we have some drinks, it's really amazing experience. So we have another one planned in about three weeks for our anniversary, so I'm super excited for that christmas was really really nice we had christmas here in our new house we moved in in april but it's the first year that we are hosting well first year we've ever hosted christmas and first year spending christmas in our new house Um, because before this we lived in apartments so we have a house now so we was able to host which was really really nice um my gran obviously passed away in November, so that was that was difficult to deal with. And then you'll know if you've listened to my prior episodes, I speak a lot about my gran. My gran had Alzheimer's. And so, yeah, so that was kind of a little... That kind of was a bit hard over Christmas. But uh, other than that, it was a really, really beautiful Christmas. And I posted on my social media what I like to do with that gap between Christmas and New Year. I really, really, really struggle with that time. And for me, it's like after Christmas and New Year, like you lose track what day it is. And I really love routine, but not to the point where I'm like obsessive about my routine. I'm very, I can be very fluid, but I prefer kind of not to be because my routine, I, I know what I need to get done. I only have, like I said, so much time in the week and that routine allows for it. So I'd prefer not to, go out of my routine, if I do that's fine, I, you know, I move, I figure it out however that was just, it felt like chaos to me, you're like, what day is it there's still Christmas food in the fridge why are we eating this, you know, Christmas lunch on the, the 27th it's a Monday or whatever, you know, everything's just front like crazy like n- nothing that makes any sense anymore, Um. then I've not actually told anybody this on social then I caught COVID and I caught it God knows when I had it for, I think I tested positive for like one or two days and then I was negative. So I potentially had it, but I had zero symptoms. So that kind of put a spanner in the work for a few days because I was so ready to just get into my routine, had all these plans and obviously I had to isolate um, until I tested negative, which happened to be about two or three days. We had to send Belle to Manchester because we just didn't want her getting sick. Chris had a throat infection. So it was a little bit crazy. I'm not going to lie. However, I turned it into a positive. Because I wasn't that poorly, um, I was able to still kind of go about in obviously in the house and do my thing. So I took some time to do um, something called a think week, which is when uh, it's a term coined by, um, what's his name? Bill Gates. and But he goes into like a secluded home somewhere in the you know in the mountains i don't do that unfortunately uh, so it's basically where you just sit down and you really take you know like a week to really plan your year what that all looks like and that is what i did i do it on an annual basis i do it on a quarterly basis and a monthly and a weekly And I wrote down some of my goals and I'm sat here right now in my office and I'm looking at my vision board and I feel so inspired. So if you are looking for something to kind of like, maybe something resonates with you like visually when it comes to your goals, I really highly recommend you watch one of my reels and it's about how to create a digital vision board and you can use it on your iPad your laptop, your phone. I've got mine on my iPad and printed in front of me. I got all the pictures printed um, at like boots, and then I put it on my vision board that I got for Christmas. Then on the back of each picture, I wrote then the goal, the habit required, or the action needed to make sure I achieve that goal. I didn't put a deadline. Like some of these aren't an annual thing. They're more like a five-year kind of thing, but I'm going to speak to you all today about my goals, um, how I planned them out. And then you'll be able to use this strategy then for your own. And it doesn't matter that it's past new year. You can use this strategy whenever. And I think sometimes a lot of the problem with goal setting is we expect the new year to bring in all this motivation. And then maybe if we don't have that, and we'll speak about motivation in a moment, but if we don't have all that motivation, we're like, wow, I expected more. What, what's happened? What's wrong with me? Oh my God. Or, you know. And then it's, it's even more difficult. And that's why, you know, they call it Blue Monday. I think that was a, a few days ago now. And it's when it's about two or three weeks after the new year and we're like, right, okay, I was expecting a lot more from this year. And... There's a reason for that. So let's talk about motivation. Somebody asked me just the other day on Instagram, Do I always feel motivated? Now, I really don't like the word motivation because I think we put motivation on a pedestal and we expect that we just have it all the time. And people who are, say, I don't know, going to the gym or whatever it may be, you know, whether it's going to the gym, going for a run or Learning a language or their job or whatever it may be, have all this motivation, and that's not necessarily the case. And I think people think if they don't have all this motivation, like these people they look at online, maybe other people they know in their in their lives, that they are maybe lazy or there's something wrong with them. That's not the case at all. I don't believe if you don't feel if you do not feel inspired to do something, does not mean that you are lazy. It means your strategy isn't right. So either you don't have a deep-rooted why surrounding your goal or you've not planned out your strategy correctly working towards your goals. So what do I mean by that, right? So when it comes to a goal, everybody always pretty much has a fitness goal at the beginning of January, and it could be, I don't like this word, this is not my vocabulary, but lose weight, that tends to be a word that a lot of people use, lose, I hate the word lose, that sounds, you know, it has a negative connotation, we lose our keys, it's very frustrating, losing is not a nice word, so, you know, but everybody sets these these health and wellness goals, so forget the term for now, so say, you know, getting healthier, getting fitter, whatever is your Goal, I'll list some of mine to make it more tangible for you. So uh, I want to be able to run five kilometers and running has definitely not something that comes natural to me. Even though I've competed and I've trained and I've been in the gym for over 10 years now, running is not something I ever chose to do, needed to do or wanted to do. And that is exactly why I want to do it. My why with running is... Uh, why do I want to run 5k? I want to, I've got it, it's a very deep one. So since I had my daughter, I am like eternally grateful that my body gave me this gift, the most amazing, beautiful gift that just brings me so much joy. So as a thank you to my body, I give it what it needs. I, you know, I move it, I nourish it. I look after it, I prioritize it. And I want my body to be able to do something that i've not always done or something that feels you know difficult to me and feels challenging and i'll get to another uh point of why my goals and uh why i've set my goals and why i'm able to sustain them and manage them on a daily and weekly basis we'll get to that in a moment but it surrounds something called uh my word of the year which is challenge so i want to challenge my body with uh five kilometers i really 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 struggled last year i tried to start running. Um, I never actually set a specific goal. I just said, I want to start running. And what did that mean? That meant I probably went four times in the whole of the year and didn't have a plan in place, didn't have a strategy, and therefore I didn't follow through with it. So my goal is to be able to run 5k by the end of this year. Okay, so let's look at that. What is my why? I've just told you my why for, I want to improve my health. I want to, you know, longevity. I want to be able to run and chase my daughter if I need to. I want to feel good. I don't want to... You know what it is? I don't not want to be able to do something. I want my body to be able to do what it's naturally able to do. Um, so, okay. So there's the goal, the 5k. We've just gone through the why. So when am I going to do that? Okay. Well, to get to 5k, I probably need to be running two to three times a week at least to be able to start um, increasing that distance. Okay. Okay when am I going to do that? Really, really specific. When am I going to do that? Okay. Mine is Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, but usually Sunday. So Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. And if it, it's either a, uh, sorry, a Saturday or a Sunday based on if Chris and I have plans or if, uh, the weather's really, really bad on the Saturday, then I would always go on the Sunday, hundred million percent. So three times a week, always Tuesday, always Thursday, either Saturday or Sunday. And what time do I go? Well, I've trialed an error different times. I've tried waiting for, so Chris wakes up, say maybe like 30, 8 o'clock, 8.15, depends what time he goes to bed. We tend to stay up a little bit later on the weekends. So if I wait, I sometimes used to forget. I'd be like, I'd just end up having my breakfast, have a cup of tea and be like, oh, I said I was going for a run. And then what would happen then is because I'd not started my week, we like to start our week on Sundays, because I'd not started my week with that intention. And I forgot that meant the rest of the week, I'll start again next weekend. And that happened then, you know, towards the end of last year. So what I did was I identified the time that would be work for me and my family. And that happened to be at 7am. And my daughter wakes up around any time between half past seven and eight o'clock. So I'm 100% going to be home by half past seven. And Chris won't be awake. So I know there's nothing that's going to make me forget or nothing that's going to make me choose. Mm, Do you know what? I'd rather just do X. For example, I'd rather just eat this breakfast or eat this. It's no, I do that and I show up for myself and I challenge myself because that is my year, uh, my word of the year, it's challenge. So that means I have to challenge myself daily. It doesn't have to be a new challenge, but it has to be a challenge. So that could be going to the gym, that could be going for a run, that could be learning my Spanish for an extra 10 minutes, could, anything, meditation for 20 minutes, reading an extra page of nonfiction, uh, whatever that is, always in alignment with my goals though. So I identified the times and I've really found a time that just works so well for me. It's at 7am, it's pre-sunrise, so it's not pitch black. The sunrise is just about to come up, probably within... It's It's up around by the time I get back and it is absolute bliss. It's freezing cold, but I actually thrive on that because I could have convinced myself, oh, it's too cold to go running, but when I went the other week and I went in the afternoon, it was so much warmer, even though around 10 degrees, which isn't that warm at all. And I really struggled. I was overheating. I was getting too hot. Then I was carrying my jumper and things. So in the morning, it's ice cold. It's great. I get to a really good temperature. So I've then established, okay, that's when I'm going. That's the time. I've even factored in things like the temperature and all of these things. So I've really done a deep analysis around what is going to work for me and my goals. And I have ran more in the last two weeks, two and a half weeks than I did probably all my life, not going to lie. So I hope by breaking that down, you'll be able to think differently around your goals and just understanding any triggers that you might have like, oh, am I going to make the cold as an excuse? What is that going to look like? Am I going to forget like I did? So I laid my clothes out the night before and I have my shoes and everything ready. And I know at a certain time I still have my routine and, you know, I still, we, I'll run through my morning routine in a moment. Um, Nothing kind of is going to impact that. That's what I have to go and do. And then I come back, I feel amazing. I even have a playlist. So I removed all of these limitations, you know, you know, when you go for a run you're like oh i've not got a playlist i'll just throw that on not enjoying the music so i got my playlist ready uh, i had my new clothes i have my new lululemon gilet that chris got me for christmas and i set out running i wear my gloves and i've got some earmuffs muffs to keep my ears warm i love it and the streets are so quiet i run down the water near where we live and it's just absolute bliss. And because I know now how I feel, and know, and now I've uh, mastered that strategy and that, that plan, it has become a habit and something that I check in with myself all the time, every week and say, okay, did you do your runs? You know, how far are you, are you pushing yourself a little bit further each time? And that's how I then bring that word challenge into um, each of my habits. So, last year my word of the year was elevate and that represented elevating in each area of my life so how can i amplify things and that meant moving to you know a house from an apartment like i like i mentioned earlier to give our to elevate our quality of life have more space for ourselves for bell I elevated my style, I elevated my vocabulary, I elevated uh, my business, I elevated so many different areas of my life and optimized them. So that's kind of how I, uh, the word of the year worked last year and translated into my life last year. This year, it's challenge. And I felt like last year, I was developing a lot of foundations and then taking them to that next level. Whereas now I want to take it even further. So challenge does that for me. So when I think of all of my goals and each day, then how can I challenge myself? And when then i look at each and every single one of my goals i think okay so i'm going to list a few off here so as you already know running 5k i want to learn spanish i want to learn tennis i want to i want to be able to canter at horse riding so that is where if you're not familiar with horse riding terms basically where the horse runs i'm sure there's probably a better explanation for it than i than i can give i've been horse riding for about just about six months i think and I was doing a lot of hacks out in the in the fields, in the park, and I wasn't really working on my technicals. So I'm really trying to work on my technicals because that is a challenge. Whereas last year I introduced that hobby. So I elevated my hobbies and now I'm challenging myself. So that's how the word of the year is, uh, is working in my favor. And a few of my other goals that are, are a little bit different. I really, really want to lean into like my feminine energy. And with that, that is then developing developing on my etiquette and how I conduct myself, the way that I speak, the the way that I dress, the way that I hold myself. And those kind of things, and etiquette tends to be one where maybe it can be misunderstood, and it's something that I'm really, really passionate about doing, but also because I want to bring my daughter up with that etiquette. Because etiquette is not something that we are just born with, we learn it, and I do feel so much more confident when I, you know, have better etiquette, when I'm holding myself better, when I'm, you know, in certain scenarios and just how I just feel and speak and the confidence that I have just makes me feel so much better. So that is one of my focuses. My other goals include, you know, traveling, family travel, um, There's there's a variety of different goals, but I'm not going to run through each and every single one of them and the strategy that's relating to them. But hopefully the example that I gave at the beginning is going to be really useful for you. So any goal that you have, just look at it as uh, like a jigsaw puzzle almost. Okay, so this is my end goal. How can I fit those pieces together? When am I going to do that? What might stop me? What are the habits I need to get rid of in order to do that? And a few of my other And I have a few smaller goals that I needed to or wanted to include into my day-to-day. So I just needed to look at what current and existing habits I have developed that are limiting me and making me unable to achieve those goals. So for example, I stopped meditating in the morning. Now that was already an established habit, but my new habit, and it wasn't a bad one by any means, but I was loving fiction books so much that I would just read, 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 read until literally the last minute that I had to stop and go and get ready for the day. And with that, that meant I stopped meditating. I stopped reading nonfiction, which was really, really beneficial for me, my business, my mindset. And, you know, a variety of different reasons that I read nonfiction. So I had to look at the, say, the habits and um, behaviours that I had that I needed to then maybe swap out or eliminate or just tweak a little bit to ensure that I had the space and capacity to introduce those new positive habits. So... I'll bring you through my morning routine and what that looks like now in 2022. So as you all know, if you've listened to my past episodes, I wake up around 5am. I go to sleep at 9 so I get my 8 hours. And I know that sounds incredibly early, but the reason I started doing that is because my daughter, I've spoken about this before, she had really, really, she slept so badly when she was young and i used to wake up when she would wake up and i just felt so burnt out i felt like i didn't have a single second to myself and i started to feel like i like was losing my identity so i had to really pull that back and say okay because she started to wake up at like five for um for some milk for a bottle so i just used to think okay i'm up i'm just gonna get up now and then i realized oh my god i have all this time to myself that one and a half to two hours really recharges me for the rest of the day, and then i 'm able to be a better person, feel better, be happier, and just feel a bit more calmer, so that is something that stayed, so I have eight hours of sleep every single night, you know at the weekend, it tends to be I go to bed a little bit later, sometimes I wake up before my alarm, still get up around the five ish mark, but you know if i 've gone to bed at ten, I will set my alarm for six. Sleep is a big priority of mine, and I wake up at five by the time i've had some i literally will drink some water the moment i open my eyes i do not check my phone my phone on my apps are disabled uh, from 8 p.m at night until 8 a.m in the morning so i don't have any notifications on my phone whatsoever i don't lie in bed and check it and the reason i do not do that is because i'm so excited to do this morning routine because i've developed a routine that i absolutely love so i have my water i go downstairs I open the fridge, I take my moisturizer out, this is my newest thing at the moment, take my moisturizer out, put that on my face, because it's ice cold, and it just hydrates my skin, and um, I do my full skincare a little bit later, but I just get that moisturizer out, I know that's probably not the best thing to do, you're supposed to cleanse, tone, all of those things, but I just need that, like, hydration on my face straight away, and then I will go and, like, wash my face, I know it makes zero sense, but when i wake up i just want to hydrate face you know because your skin can feel like quite dry so i hydrate my my body i hydrate my face uh, i will make coffee i will have a ginger shot whilst my coffee is made be made by the machine and then i will go into my conservatory and like sitting room And I will start straight away with journaling. I would journal for about five to 10 minutes. Sometimes I just sit there and I write one thing and then I think about that thing that I've written. It can be a variety of different things that I speak, uh, that I write about and it's anything that's on my mind, maybe something I'm focusing on, how I'm going to challenge myself that day. And that's kind of that process that I do. Then I think, okay, the day before, how did I challenge myself? How did that feel? How am I next going to challenge myself? So that word of the year really kind of like into my daily life and it really, really does keep me on track. So that's kind of my journal process. And then I will meditate for five to 10 minutes. It depends how I'm feeling. I have um, some meditations that are already saved. Um, some of my favorite meditations, my, my most favorite is a five minute one. It's about visualizing your day. So I literally, it does a breath work exercise. And then it will run you through how do you want to feel today? um, Visualize what do you want to accomplish? Visualize yourself moving through that day. What emotion do you want to feel? And I will literally visualize how the rest of the day is going to go and that is like really transformative for my day and sometimes i'll do maybe a little bit longer ones i have a few like 10 minute breath work ones and sometimes i just want to kind of like feel usually the weekend because i don't want to visualize my day too much it's just kind of you know it's the weekend i already know what i'm going to do but on a work day i really do like that visualization piece so that's kind of what i do and i stacked my habit so i uh, the terms habit stacking is where you put a habit on top of an already pre-existing one now like i said the meditation wasn't there before but the journal was and the reading was so i stacks that in after journaling i don't do it any other time it's straight after journaling and then i will read um for the book club i will read nonfiction. and i will read i what i tend to do is i look how many pages are in a book and then i will my deadline for the book says the 30th i will then divide however many pages or so i think there was like 200 to like 198 or something like that i will divide that by um i only read nonfiction monday to friday um And then I will work out exactly how many pages that is. So I think it worked at like pretty much like 11, 10.9 or, you know, 11 pages. So I will read 11 pages of uh, nonfiction. That takes me about 10 minutes. And then I will go on to my fiction and then I will read for about, mm, depends about 45 minutes to an hour. It depends if I have any work emails that I need to see to. If if so, I will only do 45 minutes and then I will see to those emails. If um, I'm going for a run, I will go for my run probably straight away after I've done that reading at 7am. I'll be back then by 25 past 7. Um, If I'm not, if I'm going to the gym, sometimes I go to the gym at 6, so I won't read any fiction that day. Um, But it all just kind of depends on how I'm feeling. I I like to go to the gym sometimes at 6am, but sometimes I like going about 9.30. It depends if I have work calls and meetings and things like that. If I do, I will go in the morning. And then pretty much after that is kind of... I'm in mum mode then, so I will... Maybe uh, go and get uh, Bell some milk or something like that. I will go in a room, give her that. I will then get ready for the day if she's uh, if she's she's awake and I'll give her that milk. Or sometimes she's not awake yet and I will get ready. So then by 8 o'clock, we're, we're, we're both out of bed. Well, I've been out of bed already by three hours by that point. But she's out of bed. She's downstairs. She, I make her her breakfast. And then I learn my Spanish. So I've been doing Spanish on Duolingo. And oh my god, I feel like I've learned so much more in the last nine, ten days since I started it than I did the whole of last year. And whilst Bell's eating a breakfast, I will literally do however long, maybe like 50, 20 minutes of Duolingo tidy up after her i'll also have a coffee whilst i'm doing that my second coffee and my last coffee of the day and then tidy up and then i start work around 9 nine thirty. so that's pretty much my morning routine so you can see how i've then included each of my habits and goals into that kind of morning um like i said spanish is is a goal that i want to um I want to achieve there's not like a kind of set end goal of you need to be x but i would just be able to like like to be able to read it um no phrases and words uh, by the end of this year and i feel like i already do that so i'm really really happy with how that's going and that is how i've included it because prior to this i was thinking when on earth am i going to fit all of these different things in? and that's how i've done it i've maximized all my time And I know this routine and what I'm saying, maybe not be helpful to everybody because they may have multiple children or your routine is a little bit different. But I promise that that time that I take before my daughter wakes up is honestly transformative. It allows me to do everything that I want and need to do. She goes to bed around six, which I know I'm really, really, really lucky that she goes that early and wakes up that late. But like I said, she's not done that all her life. It was a long, long journey to get here. So if um, my partner's going to the gym in the evening, he won't get back until about half past seven. So I have, again, about an hour and a half to myself. Um, We like to eat dinner together. So usually in that hour and a half, I will, again, either... Do some more Spanish. Maybe I will read. If I have any work items pending, I will see to those or I will start preparing dinner or something. My evenings are a bit more relaxed. And then before bed I will always read like ten pages. And that's just because I love reading so so much. Um I'm aiming to read seventy five books um a year this year. I did about sixty last year. So in order for me to do that I have to read, you know, my hour in the morning or forty five minutes in the morning, a little bit in the evening, and um If I do any extra whilst Chris is at the gym or anything like that, that is just a bonus. I listen to audiobooks when I'm out walking with Belle. That's what I do after work. I finish work around uh, 3.34 o'clock and we will go out for an hour walk and I will listen to a podcast or an audiobook. So that's kind of how I maximize my time. And then at the weekend, I just like to read extra whilst Belle naps and um, any other hobbies. I I really want to learn how to play the piano, but I obviously know you need to learn how to read music first. So that is something that I do at the weekend. I try and read a bit of music with Chris because he knows how to play the piano. So there are a few of my goals and I hope by me delving into those and explaining them, you've been able to take away some of the strategy that I spoke about or some tips and ideas of how I then factor that into my day because I was only speaking to one of my clients the other day and she she said I can't believe because I've shared it on my social media my morning routine she said I saw that you were doing your Spanish whilst your daughter has a breakfast and I couldn't believe like I'd not even thought about that like you can do that you know and it's just about maximizing each um, moment of your day you know if you're commuting to work you can listen to an audio book or you can download something and read it on your phone or open that book apps on your phone or bring a book with you, like just about maximise it on that time because I'm sure we all have crazy busy lives. So it's just about not overwhelming yourself too much, but just understanding where in your day and your week you have the time to uh, maximise for your goals, but also just identifying it and being really intentional when you are setting these goals and like i said having that strategy in place knowing your why uh, having your strategy in place eliminating bad habits and replacing them with a positive mindful habits so that you do have that time because i think when we say look at our goals or think about our goals what we do is we think oh my god when am i going to fit those in but what we, we what we've not factored in is we're still thinking about all the time that our current habits that we've not even recognized so for example We think, oh my God, I don't go to bed till 11, but hang on, you might be then scrolling for an hour, but you don't factor it in because it's such a subconscious thing. So if you remove that, you would then free up an hour, but it's not until we kind of just stop and reflect and analyze, okay, what are the habits that are actually limiting me and holding me back? And then how can I replace them? So it's not that you're finding more time. So, you know, we're all thinking, where am I going to get that time from? You are ju- The time that you're finding is just by pulling out those habits that are actually a bit limiting for you. So just being really honest with yourself about, you know, how you're spending your time. Um, Are you spending maybe too much time on social media? Because I know it is one that so many of us do find ourselves kind of, not being as intentional um, and losing a little bit of time. And time flies so fast when we're on social media and we're not even having fun. So I don't know how that happens. Um, But that's another one kind of optimizing your social media. Do you have a secondary Instagram where you can just follow the content that really uplifts you or really inspires you or educates you or whatever that is, where you just say spend half an hour there rather than being on your, say, personal social media for like an hour where you've only actually really f- read or seen content for 10 of those minutes that you actually enjoyed. So just kind of thinking about that from that kind of strategic analytical perspective. And I really think that then that daily, the daily journaling and then the weekly kind of reflection of checking in with yourself, maybe on a Sunday and thinking, okay, what held me back? I have like a weekly intentions um questionnaire almost that I used to follow. I don't follow it necessarily so much anymore because the secondary to me, but some of those questions look like, how did this week go? What held me back? Did I achieve all my goals? If not, why not? Who influenced me this week? What kind of influence was that was out? Is that one I want to continue to feel like an emotion I want to continue to feel? If not, you know, how can I overcome that? What can I do better this week? What do I, what did I do well this week? All of these kind of things and do that analysis on a Sunday and then each day then check in with yourself about kind of like how that's going, like circle back to what you wrote down on that Sunday in your journal and kind of use that to reflect on a weekly basis, uh, sorry, on a daily basis. And I really, really think that will be transformative for you in your goal setting and achieving your goals on an on a annual basis. So when it comes to the new year, you're not... Thinking, oh my god, I'm so overwhelmed. You're thinking more analytically and more strategically. You're signing out of social media. You're having a think week and you're writing down, you're being really intentional and, and specific with your goals. And I promise you, at the end of this year, you're going to have achieved so much more than prior years, but that's a good thing because you were strategic, intentional and thoughtful about it. And like I said, just because it's the you know few weeks into the new year doesn't mean you need to wait till next year. All you need is a new Monday. And I know that's cliche, but... I think we put so much emphasis on the new year and if we don't achieve something, we think, oh, you know, whatever, I'll wait until X and then maybe X never comes. So all you need is a new Monday. So you'll be listening to this on a Friday. You've got the weekend to think about it. Really be strategic with your goals. Sit down, plan it all out. Maybe listen to this podcast back again. And or even you can visit the Real and Raw Instagram. There's so many tips and things like that uh, over on there that will help you with this whole process. And I really, really hope that you enjoyed this episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. And if you did enjoy this episode, then please, please leave a review, take a screenshot, and make sure you tag me in the Real and Raw page, which is at This is Real and Raw. And I'd really, really love to hear what your favorite part of the episode was. So until next time, have an amazing day, week. Amen.